to God, I'm gonna keep the faith. I'm gonna hold this banner high. I'm gonna finish my race. I'm receive hidden manna and a new white stone when I win this war. And thank you for joining us on today's podcast of Defining the Dash. We have a special episode today as we're meeting with a group of young people from Free Gospel Bible Institute. And uh, we know that you're going to enjoy this episode. Uh, also, Brother Mark is still here with me, my faithful partner in crime. Good to be here, Brother Chad. And uh, Brother Mark, I'm excited about this episode, aren't you? Hey, I'm excited. I was, I was thinking about Figby and... Uh, the acronym is, is F-G-B-I, but it's pronounced FIGBY, and so there should be an I there that's silent. <laughs> good but possibility. Anyway, good possibility. Yeah. But anyway, it's good to have these kids here from FIGBY. I never was good at English. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, so, first of all, guys, let, uh, let us go around the table, if you would, and introduce yourself, and um, maybe tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself and maybe your background. Well, my name is Richard Perez, and I'm from Corpus Christi, Texas, and uh, I grew up in church my whole life, and I'm a pastor's kid. My name is <coughs> Josh Elks. I'm from North Carolina. I was born in church. I was raised up in church most of my life, but there's been a time period I got out of church, hanging around the wrong crowds, but God gloriously saved my soul. Well, my name's Samuel Denton, and I teach at... Uh, for the gospel, and right now, obviously, I reside there, but I'm originally from Indiana, around Lafayette area. Um, I'm Courtney Lamb, and I'm from Waynesville, Ohio, and I go to Free Gospel Bible Institute, and I was called there whenever I was at a youth camp, and I was looking my name is Caitlin Burgess. I'm from Goshen, Indiana, and I was called to Big when in last Holy Virgin. My name is Cadence Clifton. I'm from Richland, Virginia. Yep. My name is Jarrett Turner. It is good to be here. I'm a uh, country boy, originally from Indiana. Moved up to PA a few years ago and started going to Bible school about two and a half years ago. Getting close to being done. Awesome. Hallelujah for that, right? Awesome. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, now, Jared's in his senior year. Rick, Brother Richard, what I'm, about you? I'm in my junior year. Junior year? Brother Josh, you're a freshman. Brother Sam, you 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 are done achieved your goals there. Uh, Sister Courtney, you junior or senior? Yes, I'm a junior. Junior? And you're a freshman? Sister yes, Caitlin? And then Katie, you're a freshman? Awesome. And so, uh, we, uh, as we was saying earlier, we kind of always joke that we're we're potluck of podcast, mm-hmm. but we're a potluck of people sitting around this table too because we we've got folks that were homeschooled, we've got public school, um, so we have uh, juniors, freshmen, seniors, teachers, um, involved in all different types of ministry, and so there's a really a wide range of views here uh, that could be taken, but we're all brought together for the same purpose, and that's hopefully to help someone maybe answer some questions they may have uh, about uh, their role in ministry or about the call to ministry or maybe even about choosing to go to Bible school. So 
if you're if you're facing that, if you're one of those people that I'm talking about, then then I sure hope this this episode is going to be a blessing to you. So, uh, Brother Richard, if you don't mind, uh, you, you shared a little bit about your testimony. Now, I understand too. You you grew up with a family that's involved in uh, in Christian education. Yeah. And so, your family uh, runs a is a, a Christian school there yeah, in Corpus Christi, Texas. AC Christian School. Awesome. And how how long have they been involved in that? Uh, twenty two years. Twenty two years. And uh, is that kind of what you feel like continuing on with, like in in your? Well, originally I wasn't so sure about it, but I think once I got to Bible school, God really started dealing with me about becoming a school teacher and uh, maybe eventually even carrying on the school, being the principal of the school and all that. Awesome. We definitely need more of that. Absolutely. We really do. Absolutely. And um, and so, this is a big question. Um, anytime we make a decision, uh, especially anytime that we make a decision that involves going in the ways of God, uh, following God, there's going to be struggles that we have to overcome. So, what are some struggles that you guys? This is not aimed at anybody specific, so any of you can answer. Um, what are some struggles that you've had to overcome in choosing to go to Fifty? Now, this uh, we will talk a little bit more later, maybe about while you've been at Fifty, maybe stuff you've had to overcome, but but. In choosing to go to Figby, maybe just deciding to go to Bible school, was there obstacles, either from maybe friends or family or uh, different things that you might have had to face that you had to overcome in order to go there? Does anybody have any examples of anything like that? Well, I before I went to Figby, I spent about three years working at a Chick Fil A of all places. Love Chick Fil A. Yep. Uh, a lot of people do. <laughs> it used to be, but uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but we would welcome Chick Fil A. Yeah, but uh, at the time, they I was rising through the ranks of management, getting to higher higher positions, and when I received the call to go to Figby, I was approached by my manager who was talking about even another promotion to go higher in the ranks, but they weren't going to be able to promote me if I was just going to turn around and leave and go to college because that is a very poor investment. But so that so there was a, a choice that had to be made on whether or not I was going to continue my career or business opportunity or follow what I believe that God was leading me to do. And I can definitely say that I've not regretted my decision to go to Bible school. It's probably been the best decision I've made regarding anything for a while. Awesome. Man. That's great. Awesome. That is a, a huge uh, a huge thing is is you know as you, as you're looking at, at a young as a young person uh, there's all kinds of things that go through your mind, you know, starts out, of course, I want a car, I want a car, I want to be, you know, I want 16, I want to be able to drive, I want to, and then as you get older, oh, okay, well, I got a car, now I got, I got to get a job, I got to keep working, you know, and you get that job, you get that car, then you're like, 
I got to keep working or I'm going to lose this car. You know, you know. So it starts this vicious cycle, and then at that point, it's hard to say, okay, I'm going to drop everything to to go to to Bible school. So I mean, that's a that's an obstacle that a lot of people may have to overcome. Yeah, and. Um, Brother Josh, you, you had talked to us about you had felt the call to go to Bible school earlier in life, and then and and, and you kind of ran from it, and then chose to. Do, do you care to go into that? Or? Sure. So originally, I think it was about sixteen and a half to uh, seventeen years old. I began to feel the call, but I just self got in the way. Didn't really want to submit to it because I knew that it would require so much to a degree, but I ran from it and ran from it until this past July at Mount Olive Youth Camp. I was, that Tuesday night, Brother Johnson was preaching, and I just really began to felt the burden again. Again, I started pushing off saying, God, Bible college ain't to me. I'm too old for that. And uh, then finally I gave in to it. And I told God that if it was His will, you know, sometimes we get to a place we want to make sure it's God's will. And I said, if it's your will, God, just give me another sign. Then that next, I think it's Wednesday afternoon, Brother Jared actually wound up giving me an application. His words was pressure, but no pressure. And what he didn't know was that's what I was praying for. Right. And I will say it's been the best decision. You know, one of the biggest things that I have fought with is same lines as with Brother Jared is the fact of when my boss found out he was going to willing to give me an eight dollar raise, stay. But if I could encourage anybody, money isn't always worth the call of God. The call of God is always more important. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And I've heard people say, "Well, I can't, I can't go to Bible school and such because I have too much set up." But money is always going to be there. You're always going to have time to go um, pursue a career and do all this and that and get a successful life. But you won't always have time to set time aside for God. Right. And I think Bible school is a great place just to set time aside personally to get closer to God and find His will for your life. That's an absolute that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. And uh, does anybody else have anything to add on to that? Uh, any struggles anybody else has had to overcome uh, in, in going to Bible school? So let me ask you this. As a, uh, you know, going into this, being a teenager, yeah, all of you were teenagers going in. I, I do know um, currently there's, there's not an age limit on attending Figby, correct? Mm -hmm. I know you do have some of an older, you know, 30s and 40s that are, that are there currently. Um, but um, so if someone is of that age and, and are, are still interested, that option is still available to you. Um, but a lot of times being a teenager and you're going and you're, and you're trying to choose between a career path and maybe the Bible school path, um, you, you, you face family pressures, you face peer pressure, um, you know, from the students at school. Um, did was there any particular instance anybody had anything that they had trouble? Uh, maybe one of your friends just did not understand what you was choosing. 
um, oftentimes, and we, we talk to a lot of young people that that battle that that they're they're trying to follow God, and when they're doing that, uh, maybe they have friends that that are are out of church or are not in church or have never been in church, you know, and they just don't understand how you're choosing to go that way. That way seems so weird to them, you know. Did did you any of y'all ever get feedback of anything like that from your friends? Maybe um, a couple of you did receive that kind of pushback. Uh, it's it's hard for to, for them to understand when they're not involved in that. Um, <clears throat> and I will say, you guys don't have to be nervous of these microphones. <laughs> so if you want to say yes or no, feel free. It's not gonna it's not gonna bother anything. Um, so, let me ask you this. Talking about Phoebe, Brother Sam, you might be the best one to, to uh, answer regarding this one, since you are staff there. What educational opportunities is available there? Uh, I, I know they have the normal, uh, the normal program there, yeah. and then they have additional opportunities. Is that right? The additional... Yeah. Can you just talk a little bit about maybe what you go through in the normal program and then maybe a little bit about what the additional program is that they have there. Yeah, so um, um, the traditional track is about the same as a normal college as far as the, <laughs> the amount of schoolwork and you would do it in a period of three years. Uh, Richard here, he is doing the dual track program yeah where you can take GBS credits with that combined for God's Bible School and college credits. Mm -hmm. And you can finish in three to four years, depending upon at the rate you go. I just went through Figby, the traditional track, and the God's Bible School and college took 56 of the whatever credits. I think it's like, a, or units. They, don't, they can't use the word credits due to the state of Pennsylvania's rules regarding that. But it's academic units, and God's Bible School and College will take those and transfer those. And they are regionally accredited uh, schools, so they have good academic standing. You could take those and transfer those to any major university, and they would accept them from God's Bible School. Right, right now, um, he he should be finished in about two years, a year and a half with his. <laughs> And he, 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 can, he can tell you quite a bit about the course load there, though he's taken some of the same classes as I have. Yeah. It's, not, it's not too, the GBS side of it is not too, um, too difficult, but it, it requires some time. It's, sure. not, it's, it's not too <clears throat> academically challenging. It ain't. Like they'll they'll help you if you need help. They're good to help. They're yeah. good to work with, and so so just managing both sides of it. Figby works with them very well, and they work with Figby. It, it works out pretty good. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. And so if you're out there and you're looking and you're choose, trying to choose a good college to go to, um, that may be Bible oriented, uh, but you're also are wanting to. Um, like say choose a degree in education or choose a degree in another uh, another career path 
then then that would be a great option for you is to do like the dual enrollment yeah. and, and be able to do that. So that option, uh, listeners, if you are interested in something of that nature, uh, that would be available to you and would be a, another great option that is offered by Free Gospel Bible Institute to help you with that. Now, uh, one of the things that often comes up when you talk about Free Gospel Bible Institute and you talk about talk to people on whether they uh, are going to go there or would they be interested in going there is I'm not a preacher or don't you have to be a preacher to go there so brother Sam do you have to be a preacher to go to Free Gospel Bible Institute well no I would I would not say that you do have to be I know of several freshmen who uh, weren't f preachers when they came this school year and uh, there's, I've had family members that have gone there before me and after me that weren't preachers when they came, so it it doesn't make it make a difference. Great, and so there are many forms of ministry, mm -hmm. um, and so that is what Figby does tend right. to focus on is ministry, and so. A lot of times that is kind of what I believe confuses people is we uh, they don't realize that there's more to ministry than right. just preaching. Yes, uh, preaching really is a, a small portion of, of ministry. Right. I mean, right. and I'm not belittling preaching. I don't mean that. If, please don't take it that way. But um, it's that's major. It's a major vocation. But it's it's a you know there's so op, so many options out there in ministry, and so. Uh, can you all tell us of some of the ministries that you're involved in as a school and, and just tell us a little bit of, of, about that? Well, when you go on ministry, uh, like with the school and travel around, you don't always get a chance to preach or sing or testify, but you'll always have a chance to minister in some way. And there'll be times we go to places and all we do is help set up tables and chairs and sweep the floors and vacuum and that's it. But that's still a form of ministry because someone has to do it. Right. Sure. Well, and on Sunday nights we go to a church there near Pittsburgh in Turinum, Pennsylvania, and we help out there, and we have service there in that community, and we minister that way too. Another um, another great ministry that I've heard that you all do is, is food distribution. Right. Um, do y'all get a lot of feedback or anything from that? Do you get a lot of response from that? Is there a lot of people in that community where you do the food distribution that, uh, is there, like I know here, uh, we're, we're really a small town, a small area, and but if you go by the, uh, the food distribution centers, the food pantry up here we call it, uh, there's vehicles lined up, there's people standing out everywhere. There's a huge response to that. And so in, in your area, I know being near Pittsburgh and, and all that area, do you all get a, a large uh, response to when you're district giving out food and, and things like that? Is there is there a big crowd that you have the opportunity to speak with? There, There is a great opportunity. And in fact, I wasn't there personally at the time, but there's been a... A few little kids that are coming that have no idea anything about God 
So even to the point that one of them was feeling bad for taking the food without paying for it because they knew that stealing is wrong. And so they were kept trying to pay for the food and the students there kept telling them, no, you, you don't have to pay for it. It's, it's free. We're, we're giving you this out because we love you and love the community and we love the Lord. So they kept insisting. So the, um, I guess the um, teacher that was there at the time said, well, we'll take the money, but we'll give it to God. So the little, little girl asked, said, so how does that work? Do you throw it up in the air and God catches it? And it's kind of funny, we laugh, but also that's the extent of the knowledge that some people yeah. have. Right. And it's part of the ministry to reach out and touch these lives while they're still young before they grow up and maybe become hard by their surroundings and believe that even if there is a God, He doesn't care. If they see people willing to take time out of, their, out of their day to try reaching the community, yeah. that really goes a ways for reaching people for the Lord. And that, that's what true ministry is all about. Absolutely. There's a, another ministry we do at Toronto. There will be times that some of the students will get together, or even some of the faculty members will get together with the students, and they'll take 10 or 15 of us and go down to Toronto and have us walk in pairs of two and threes and pass out tracks and go house to house and try to witness to people and bring people and go out invite people to church and that's not another great opportunity you get. Uh, one of the other uh, ministries I've seen that you all do um, and, and uh, just to touch on it real quick, Brother Richard, when you started well ago and you said when we go on ministry trip, uh, the school does accept uh, churches to call and, and request you guys to come and participate in revivals and, and things of that nature. And, right. and they'll send you out to the churches on the weekends or through the week or whatever the church needs in order to be a help to them. And, and uh, if anybody's wanted, that's what we was talking about when he said uh, going on a ministry trip. Uh, however, you do also have something else called a scent team. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Brother Sam, would you like to touch on that or Sister Courtney? on the scent team, um, on, on what that is, and, and maybe, you know, where, where they go or, or what they do in that. So the scent team is an opportunity for the students to be able to go as a missionary to the mission field. Um, this year we're going to be going to Honduras in February, so instead of going on spring break, we will go to Honduras. Wow. Awesome. And, um, and while you're there in Honduras, uh, you're hand, are you handing out tracks and doing all that type of thing. So we'll be working with the children. There's a lot of children there that need nurture and they will be doing a children's ministry like a children's church and just really trying to minister to them while their parents are out. That is awesome. So awesome. Awesome. And uh, and so you have the opportunity to to work locally. You have the opportunity to work internationally. Um, you know, and, and seeing really what uh, giving you an opportunity to see what God has called you to individually. Right. And so that, that is a, a great, great opportunity that you, you wouldn't have um, any other time, really. Yeah. And so uh, it brings me to a, another important question that uh, would be maybe on the mind of a, of a young person who's trying to make this decision again. Uh, what do you feel 
is the great benefit that Figby offers to any young person that's trying to choose where to go? Well, I would say it gives a foundational basis for, uh, like, doctrine okay. and a prayer life that, like, most of the students haven't had opportunity to gain, uh, especially when it comes to doctrine and prayer life. A lot of people don't know how to explain what they believe, why they believe it. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to praying, most people don't know how to pray. I mean, right. praying is hard sometimes. It's yes, hard it when you're tired and when you want to go to sleep. Yes, sir. It's, it, it can be difficult. So that's one of the things that I found when I was a student that it helped me with. Yeah. One of the main reasons why I actually wanted to go was to know the why. Why do I believe this? Why do I believe that? Yes. Why have I always been taught this instead of this and this? And really it just gives you a background and such a foundation that you can't just, so you could just tell people, well, I didn't do this because mom and dad told me, but I also did it because this scripture and this scripture and this scripture points to it. And that is something that we've tried to focus on throughout this podcast um, is, uh, and we're going to talk about this as we come here in, uh, into a maybe next week's episode here, but uh, not only knowing uh, what you believe, but why you believe it, and that's one thing we've said from day one on this podcast, and so I, I appreciate you bringing that out because um, that is something that is so important in this day and time. Our young people can't just look and say, um, I'm going to go to, to Bible school because that's what mom and daddy told me to do. Or I'm going to do this, or I believe this way because mom and daddy said it, or because the pastor said it. They need to know why they really, why they individually right. believe it. They have to develop that own relationship with God um, and, and know why they, you know, Knowing what mom and daddy believe and them telling you what to do will only get you will only go so far. There yeah. comes a time you have to stand and, and do what you believe and and know why you believe it. And so that's I, I appreciate you bringing that out, Brother Richard. Is uh, it's so important and that that is a great benefit for that. And Brother Sam, the the prayer life and, and the foundation and doctrine is it's so needed and so necessary. And uh, a structured prayer life is is so important. Whether you're in ministry for singing, whether you're in ministry for preaching, whether you're doing children's church, whether you do, if you're going to do anything for God, it's important to have that prayer life. How can you teach or talk about somebody you know nothing about? And if you never talk to him, how are you going to know anything about him? Um, you know, you've got to have that relationship. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and wind this episode up right here. And, uh, wow, it's, it's, been, it's been awesome so far just getting to talk with you guys and get your views on some things. And I look forward to having you back next week. And uh, you guys, thank you for all your input. And to all you listeners, if you're thinking about going to Free Gospel Bible Institute or you're looking for a great place to go, uh, 
Free Gospel Bible Institute would definitely be a great option for you. And so uh, be much in prayer about it and let God lead you. And who knows what God has in store for your life. But until next week, may God bless you. When I win this war, I've got a church and a family and they're worth fighting for.